Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. This week on Tuning Out the News, the elitists at Inside the Hill honor our heroic ruling class for creating employment opportunities for desperate, out-of-work children. Then, the conservative hot take asks Abbott Elementary star Cheryl Lee Ralph why her Super Bowl rendition of Lift Every Voice didn't include a stirring verse calling on DirecTV to bring back Newsmax. But first, Donald Trump's CPAC speech lays out a campaign vision as grim and hopeless as the chances of his speechwriter's invoice being paid. It's Thursday, March 9th. Welcome to Tuning Out the News, the podcast. Up first, big news. Good evening, everyone. I'm James Smartwood, and I'm the king of announcing to my wife that I thought about picking her up some flowers on the way home. The top story tonight, President Trump took a break from regaling an undocumented omelet chef with anecdotes about Ed Koch to speak at CPAC, where he delivered an inspiring campaign message that combined the soaring tone of John F. Kennedy with the rhetoric of John Wayne Gacy. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. After the speech, the news media dutifully fought back with a proven tactic for stopping Trump's fascist scramble for power, saying he fibbed. It had conspiracy theories. It had some lies. Two dozen lies. Trump lies. More lies. The big lie. Lies. Disinformation. Fabrication. Absolute fiction. Half-truths, lies, and some absolute whoppers. The media there looking out upon the lawless plains of American politics and boldly pointing out that Cheetah didn't stop when the referee blew his whistle. Joining me now is Democratic strategist who spent a rewarding couple of months in James Carville's walls, Lydia Parker. Good evening. Chief Washington Bureau Chief too polite to confront the dry cleaner clearly wearing his missing clothes, Jonathan Keene. Hello. Chief field correspondent and chain smoker, but for Twizzlers, James Smartwood Jr. Hey, Dad. Plus host of PBS's Firing Line and only member of the PBS staff who doesn't come to work in something she crocheted, Margaret Hoover. Thank you for joining us, Margaret. Great to be here. Great to have you. Now, Margaret, Trump continues to hold Republican support despite countless lies. Should the news media consider other ways to stop Trump besides swapping out the word half-truth for tall tale? Most journalists don't feel it's their job to stop Donald Trump. It's their job instead to shine a spotlight on Donald Trump so that the American people can make a decision with their eyes wide open. But many Republicans don't believe that his half-truths and the hyperbole he deploys in his speech is actually problematic. And they take it with a grain of salt and a, as part of a grain of truth in a, a larger... Uh, battle, I would say, that he is fighting on their behalf. Well, look, in Jim Acosta's defense, when it comes to elections, votes don't count nearly as much as truth points. Exactly. Republicans don't want the guy they elect to snuff out their scapegoats to be some kind of liar. And 
Good for Democrats for not campaigning on lies and instead promising sweeping policy reform that they will only half attempt to barely fulfill. We need to call out Trump's lies, which is why I've been keeping a tally since 2016. I'm up to over 40,000. Keen, uh, your family and I have actually been meaning to talk to you about this. We, we love you very much, but we think you have a fact-checking problem. I mean, sure, it feels good in the short term, but in the long term, you're, you're making a fool of yourself, pal. Okay, whatever. You all fact-check, too. Yeah, socially. I socially can stop fact -check. whenever I want, just like Trump said he'd stop the deficit from rising, Ugh. but he added more than President Obama. Uh, Keen, and Keen, you're doing it again. You're gonna die, Keen. I'm so sorry. I need help. Now, meanwhile, over at Fox News, Tucker Carlson finally got his turn to nod the spineless carcass of Kevin McCarthy left behind by the Freedom Caucus and came away with the juicy January 6th security footage he was promised. They were peaceful. They were orderly and meek. These were not insurrectionists. They were sightseers. Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard about January 6th. They give each other tours outside the Speaker's office. They're not destroying the Capitol. They obviously revere the Capitol. Yes, they were just sightseers. They just wanted to pose for a nice photo of their waist inside Nancy Pelosi's credenza. Margaret, in addition to Rupert Murdoch-owned Fox News, January 6th was also downplayed in the Rupert Murdoch-owned New York Post. Is this January 6th revisionism Murdoch's way of winning back the MAGA viewers Murdoch alienated when the Dominion lawsuit showed he did not, in fact, believe Trump won all 78 states? Yeah, I mean, what we very clearly saw in that Dominion uh, motion for summary judgment was the fact that Fox News knew they were not telling the truth to their viewers, but continued to do it because they wanted to win them back. They saw a precipitous decline after they called Arizona for Joe Biden and recognized that in order to, quote, respect their viewers, end quote, they needed to lie to them in order to get them back. Uh, so... Is everything okay? Yeah, yeah, there was a background noise here that was pretty loud, so. Probably another Trump lie, if I had a guess. Keen, Jesus. The lie made the noise? I don't know. I have to check. Keen, you're sick. Meanwhile, Republican governor and charm sinkhole Ron DeSantis is touring the country to promote his new book, The Courage to Be Free, which the New York Times panned, saying it's courageously free of anything that resembles charisma or a discernible sense of humor. But let's not forget the real victims of Ron DeSantis's The Courage to Be Free, not just the readers, but the trees that died for that book to live. We reckon with that tragedy in our first Big News Truth and Reconciliation hearing, The Trees Harmed by Ron DeSantis' stupid book. Let's call our first witness, Dr. Walt McPhail, tree farmer and chairman of the South Carolina Forestry Commission. Walt, are you there? Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Walt, and lending your expertise. Now, let's say a publisher printed 250,000 copies of a 288-page book. How many trees would it take, in your estimation, to make those books? What we've got, if you take, for example, a 8 to 10 inch diameter pine tree, which is basically the size of a power pole, that will make about mm -hmm. 25 to 30 books. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. And we're talking about 250,000 here. Can you just take us through the process of turning trees into a book that's 100% forgettable drivel? It's 100% what? Uh, just what is the process of turning a tree into a book? Certainly. The trees are cut down when they're about 15 to 20 years old. So young. Jesus. So young. 15 years old. a bookwood mill. A mill? make grinds them up. Oh, my Lord. It goes through a digestive process. Oh, God. Then it's gone through a 
paper machine. This paper machine is about 250 feet long, and out comes big rolls of paper. Oh, the brutality. Sent to the publishers. Wow, okay. Now, has a tree ever cut itself down preemptively just to get ahead of it? Mm, Tree suicide. A, a, A tree does not feel pain. And the tree is not going to cut itself mm. down. That, that, that's, not, that's not a very good question. They're not even that people does to him. not happen. Well, that, it's all devastating, but we need to confront this darkness so we don't have a sequel entitled The Freedom of Courage or some crap. But let's take a moment of silent reflection as I read the names of the trees we lost to this act of evil. Rick Michelson. Sarah Jacobs. Frank Hallworthy. Patty Lou. Daniel Mason, Thomas, Big Tom, Langenbrunner, and like 10,000 others. You are all pulped, but not forgotten. Amen. Amen. Well, it's been three hours since I watched a video of a whale exploding, so that's all the time we have. Sorry we didn't have time for the White House overcompensating for Biden's Air Force One stumbles by adding third and fourth legs. Up next on Tuning Out the News, the podcast. The panelists of Inside the Hill celebrate the hardworking people who make this country work for them for minimum wage, the wealthy upper class. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Norfolk Southern Railway, the Flume Guys. Welcome back. This week on Tuning Out the News, hosts Rich Ballard, Sarah Sabo, and the panelists of Inside the Hill debuted a brand new segment applauding America's uber wealthy for bravely making the system work for them, no matter the cost to anyone else. Tonight, we honor our heroic ruling class who keep migrant children safe from trafficking by making them work overnights in a slaughterhouse. Let's go inside the hill! I'm Rich Ballard, and I won't leave this planet on a rocket until we find aliens with an orifice pattern that interests me. I'm Sarah Sabo, and I always thought downtown was a place they made up for movies. And joining us is Wall Street Journal columnist who got dimples in middle age due to falling asleep on cigar nubs, Eleanor Palmer. Hello. All right, time for a splashless swan dive into the news. When you're living it up in this festive, long-term eugenics project we call America, it's easy to overlook the plight of the motivating purpose and end goal of our entire reality, rich people. And at this very moment, they face ongoing unspeakable threats from the dog breed known as working class scum. We cover it all in our new segment, honoring our heroic ruling class. Stop complaining, you inhuman freaks. Our first honor goes to all those companies surreptitiously using child labor. The nosy gossip hounds at the New York Times recently tried to upend the economy at its foundation by exposing these innocent child labor practices, writing, In Los Angeles, children stitch Made in America tags into J. Crew shirts. They bake dinner rolls sold at Walmart and Target, process milk used in Ben & Jerry's ice cream, and help debone chicken sold at Whole Foods. Jeez, I'm getting hungry. As recently as the fall, middle schoolers made fruit of the loom socks in Alabama. In Michigan, children make auto parts used by Ford and General Motors. I know this looks bad, but you come up with a way for a megacorporation to break even without enslaving children. We talk- 
talk a lot about sexual harassment in the workplace, but nobody wants to hear the obvious solution. A seven-year-old manager. My concern is the gripping college admissions essays these kids will churn out. It might be enough to take spots from some legacy kids. Yes, oh God, ultimately we're the back. victims. Up next, AMC Theaters. The movie giant knows that when people go to the cinema, they want to escape everything about real life, except for where they stack up in our inescapable economic hierarchy. And so, similar to music concerts, sporting events, or Broadway, moviegoers will have the option to pay more or less for admission depending on where they choose to sit in the venue. I love being able to pay a little bit more to feel superior to the people around me. The lesson of every movie I go see. Look, every experience should be fiscally stratified. Why can poor people see the same sky as me? Can't we make the sunset pay-per-view? Even airplanes are not sufficiently stratified. I want passengers in exact order from richest to poorest with the last 30 rows in stocks. Here's my question. Can I pay to make poor people's movie-going experience worse, thus making mine better? Oh. I have paid top dollar for everyone but me to sit behind a large beam, wondering what I'm laughing at. Next up, companies that save $4 billion a year by smartly inflating job titles to avoid paying overtime. According to a new report, Generally, companies are required to pay workers one and a half times their hourly rate any time they work more than 40 hours in a week. But there's an exemption for salaried managers who receive the same amount of pay each week as long as they earn above a certain minimum amount, $455 a week. Look, having manager in your job title is a real boost. You can buy groceries by swiping your business card. This is a great move. Employees were starting to catch on to feel-good pseudo-compensation like Pizza Fridays, this company is a family, and you can take a day off if your dad gets run over. If anything, these employees should be grateful the company's not charging them rent for basically living at the office. Inflating titles in lieu of material compensation is a wonderful program. Just ask our executive vice president, Floor Buffer. Or our East Coast director of coffee machine. Or chief financial toilet declogger. Or high empress of rat trap replacement. Or the everlasting immortal sun king, hallowed be thy name, bringer of light and justice and lunch. And that's honoring our heroic ruling class. Stop complaining, you inhuman freaks. Well, I've got a consultation for a cosmetic bone smoothing, so let's wrap it there. When Tuning Out the News returns, the conservative panelists of Hot Take are joined by Abbott Elementary star Cheryl Lee Ralph to discuss the liberal attack on conservative values at school. That's ahead. What's some guy walking to the plane like a baby? This week on Tuning Out the News, Hot Take host Tyler Templeton was joined by Emmy Award-winning actress Cheryl Lee Ralph to rant about liberal propaganda at school and in sports. Plus, Cheryl gives advice to some completely normal children. Hey, it's host who will keep taking a 23andMe test until it confirms a blood relation to Taylor Sheridan, Tyler Templeton, Alongside star of the viral video Prom Date gets into fistfight with Adirondack Chair Bonnie Davis, co-host whose favorite cut of meat is a pig that knows what's about to happen, Susan Shepard, and reason behind Vitamin Shop's no loitering policy, Austin Sparks. Netflix should have preempted Chris Rock's comedy special to announce Trump won the CPAC straw poll. This is Hot Take. 
Hello to all you heroes using a chopstick to scratch the itch under your court-ordered ankle bracelet. Top story, Florida Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger is leading the fight against critical race theory, pushing snowflakes who can't handle the hard truth that America is and always has been perfect. Here he is live from Jay Leno's garage. There's unfortunately an effort in our country to try to jam some of this stuff into these, uh, into the elementary and the middle schools. And that's just inappropriate. So we're gonna make sure that parents in Florida feel safe sending their kids to school. Yes, education is about one thing and one thing only, making sure parents feel safe. And that means making sure their kids are dumb as hell. Now let's bring in Tony nominated and Emmy award winning actress from pro teacher propaganda disguised as hit entertainment. The whole family can enjoy Abbott Elementary, Cheryl Lee Ralph. <laughs> Hello, Tyler Templeton. So Cheryl, your father was an educator. Why must teachers spew partisan propaganda like slavery happened when kids should just be learning about the history of America? I mean to think that somebody who had any sort of education at all would think that slavery did not happen at all, that enslaved people did not help build America from the ground up, that enslaved people did not add so much to the history that is America and that they wouldn't want to learn what is an obvious truth. It just seems, well, unintelligent. It but just seems sort of ignorant. It just seems sort of in need of a good education. Yes. I don't like that educators who violate state law could go to jail where they might have the luxury of only one cellmate instead of the four roommates they need on a teacher's salary. Absolutely. So moving on, Cheryl, your stirring rendition of Lift Every Voice and Sing, known as the Black National Anthem before the Super Bowl, earned a lot of praise, but also negative reviews such as, I don't want to look up what that song means or think about it. Now, Congresswoman and magician who created a swing district out of thin air, Lauren Boebert, tweeted, America only has one national anthem. Why is the NFL trying to divide us by playing multiple? Do football, not wokeness. But Lauren Booberry was not alone. America's foremost Santa Claus genealogist, Megan Kelly, said this on her radio show. There is no reason to have a black national anthem sung before the Super Bowl. But there's one national anthem. It unites us all. It's about love of country. There's no point in dividing us by race, going into right. something that is already unifying as a country. woman is amazing. I mean, I wish that she was as smart as as beautiful as she is. Can you imagine that song, Lift Every Voice and Sing, is 123 years old, and it was written to commemorate the birthday of our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln. I mean, the fact that people want to feel divided by such sentiment and such lyrics, it tells you that there are some people in the country, in the world, that I guess there's nothing that will ever truly make them happy until America is no longer the home of the free and the brave. Wow, that is, I mean, I'm about to give an equally amazing speech. I mean, if I could agree with, with Megyn Kelly here and push back a little bit, I think, 
I think Megyn Kelly is right. In the melting pot we call America, any celebration of one group is an all-out assault on everyone else. Exactly. We need to keep politics out of sports and where it belongs, in every other facet of American life, including sports. Yeah, and look, songs <laughs> celebrating certain groups of people should be banned. Hey, by the way, who's coming to my St. Patrick's Day Irish folk song, Scream Along? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely, man. Kenny oh, Irish Cheryl's in. in. And no. I lost my leg. So moving on, Cheryl, on Abbott Elementary, you play TV's favorite veteran teacher, Barbara Howard, who is known for her ability to inspire children and teachers alike, which brings us to our new segment, Questions from Kids. Cheryl... These are questions from real kids with real problems who want your advice. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Question number one, and away we go. Hi, my name is Sam, and I'm one years old, and I host a conservative talk show called Hot Take. But I've always had a passion for theater. Is it too late to change careers? Wow, great question, Sam. Cheryl, what do you think? Too late for theater? Sam, at one year old, the way you speak, the way you talk about your, your nonsense, it's brilliant. There are so many years ahead of you where you can change your views. And listen, at this point in your life, yes, theater would be great for you. TikTok too. Ooh, okay, all right, okay. So here's another question from a kid. Roll it. Hi, my name is Sarah, or whatever, and I'm one year old. I'm worried the co-hosts on my conservative talk show hot take don't like me, especially that smug jerk Austin, who told everyone I wear a compression shirt, even though I specifically asked him not to. How do I earn their respect? Oh my God, fascinating question, Sarah or whatever. Cheryl, can you, do, can you, can you give some advice to this kid who I did not put up to this? As another brilliant one-year-old baby, I have to tell you, you're gonna learn in life that it doesn't matter what anybody else says or thinks. What matters is what you think about you. So start looking in the mirror and love what you see. Like our previous guest, there are so many mirrors for you to look at and so many years for you to be changed and become even more wonderful than you are right now. <laughs> wow, that, that kid really needed to hear that. That's good to know. Um, okay, okay, wait, last question. Hello, my name is Dylan. I'm one year old, and my name is Tyler Templeton. I paid some kids to ask Cheryl Lee Ralph a couple sensitive questions so I could get her advice while still maintaining my stoic macho image. But I think she's growing suspicious. How do I cautiously see if she's onto me? Good question. So Cheryl, yeah, how, how should this random kid get Cheryl Lee Ralph off his scent? You know what? The fact that you've been able to do this shows me You've got something there. You need to go to school, learn some good history, meet some people who are different than you, and you two are gonna be wonderful in the world at five years old. Oh my God, thank you, Mom. I mean, Cheryl, I mean, I love you. I mean, how dare you? That's not, I don't need that. All right, my twin brother needs me to do some prison time for him, so let's wrap it there. Thank you to my co-host and Cheryl Lee Ralph. Thank you, Cheryl. And you're welcome. She is the author of Diva 2.0, 12 Life Lessons from Me for You. After the break, Hot Take has a fresh helping of conservative rage with I'm Not Done. Stick around.
Panda Express, Snarf Chicken Club. Welcome back. Let's wrap it out with I'm Not Done. I am obsessed with Dana White's new Power Slap show on TBS. But does it go far enough? I'm calling on Dana White to introduce a show called Power Slam, where two contestants drop boulders on each other's skulls. Susan? I am deeply disappointed that Republican former Maryland Governor Larry Hogan is not running for president. A healthy, vibrant Republican Party needs a sensible, conservative with reasonable solutions for us to accuse of being a warlock then chase into a bog. Austin? Hey, y'all. I'm the host of Tuning Out the News hit toga party late night show, Sparks. And tonight's episode is 100% pure Colombian epic sauce. First up, Senator J.D. Vance and I binge California rolls, then spin around in office chairs till one of us chunks. Check, please. Then we find out how long Kirk Cameron can hold his breath in the Four loco tank. Booyakasha! Finally, I see how much dirt I can shove in my car's CD changer. We're gonna play that Sparksy music, Sparks boy, tonight on Sparks. Sick! And congrats on the Hollywood Walk of Fame star! Right next to Orson Welles. Right, whoever that is. Good night, everyone! Until next week, this has been Tuning Out the News, the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Watch Stephen Colbert Presents Tuning Out the News on Comedy Central, Wednesdays after The Daily Show. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.